We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, once again, with my good buddy, my sad friend, Mr. Daniel Kuzer. Dan, what's up? Buddy, just don't even say my name. Don't even address me. I'm just in my, I'm in my feelings, and I... Hello, darkness, my old friend. It's where it's at, man. You know, you can be Garfunkel. I'm obviously Paul Simon. But it's just... <laughs> you know, but it's it's just the whole thing. I mean, he's a successful one, right, Paul Simon? Sure. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> and, you know, your name's Art. I'd rather be Paul than Art, you know. <laughs> hey, just crazy, man. Crazy week. Uh, don't really know how to feel about soccer anymore. So if you got any you got any hot topics you want to talk about that isn't soccer let's let's go at it but casey current fourth three win that is soccer that is soccer right there let's talk about it yeah i mean (laughs) hey we had a couple of four three score lines one bad one good and kansas city current man they're still fighting for that playoff spot what a fighting game i mean they're in the playoffs they're fighting for that that's true i guess yeah they're fighting for the bye that's true so it's a you know top six to get in there and and they're doing they're doing good things, man. They got they're trying to break the attendance record this Friday. Oh, it's coming. That's pretty cool. You going to that? Uh, I can't go on Friday because okay. we had plans with already on Friday to go to the ethnic enrichment festival with some friends. Oh yes, enrichment of ethnicities. Love it. <laughs> Have you ever been? <laughs> I've never been. Wow, what is that? It's at Swole Park. It's a big thing. It's the Kansas City Ethnic Enrichment Festival. They got booths and performances food and, and food and drinks and stuff from all over the world. Probably got probably got vegan food in there somewhere. Oh, that, I'm sure well, they got pretty vegan cool. food. It's a yearly thing. Cool. They didn't do it for you know a couple of years because of, of the pandemic, and then I think they kind of brought it back last year, but it wasn't as big. And huh. this year, it's supposed to be back to the full scale thing. It's Friday, Saturday, and I think Sunday. Interesting. So. Well, we are you know two two home soccer games this weekend, man. Mm-hmm. With the current on Friday and SKC on Sunday, but mm. it's a uh, you know what a time what a time to be a Kansas City soccer fan. <laughs> hot and yeah. cold it's uh you know the the dichotomy of soccer in kansas city but um before That's we jump word. into talking about <laughs> that is a word uh <laughs> before we get to talking about this austin game uh as much as i don't want to talk about it in totality uh we did get a new review 
Oh, so, yes, we did. It is a, it's a fun one. It is a fun one. It's a good one. I think uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say there are some typos in here. Well, but I feel like it's lyrics to a song. I, well, if that's the case, neither of us are cool enough to know what song it is. Well, it's a, I don't know if it's a song because there's no rhymes. And I'm like, well, songs should oh, have a hold rhyme. Oh, hold on. I just got it. What? It's a, I'm a believer. Like the, and then I saw her face, oh now I'm a believer. God. Look at this. <laughs> We've been racking our brains for about 48 hours over this. Yes. <laughs> I just literally, as I'm sitting here reading, I'm like, oh, nope, suddenly it clicked. Well, you did just sing it, so you might as well sing that. No. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? I, I can, yeah. I'm not going to sing it. I, well, you want me You're to the musical theater performer here. Well, let's just, I'm not warmed up. I had some, you know, got maybe, got poppy seeds in my mouth. You know, it's the whole thing. <laughs> uh, so, Hobo Billionaire gave us five stars, said, great show, keep it up. And then said, but then he's going to go. Now I gotta believe her. I gotta believe her. Mm -hmm. See what he did there? Without a trace. Oh, doubt in our minds. And then you know this part. We're in love. I gotta believe Tell all your keepers They might as well cry right. It's clever I like it I'm digging it <laughs> It I it was clever I didn't get it at first I was like Is this person okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was like This person needs to talk to somebody It's I, I was down to help them but We're the I, ones that are apparently not okay I appreciate it Now I was trying to go cross-eyed And understand things uh, they said, but in all seriousness, your show has been a bright spot in a dark season. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. Well, thank, thank you. thank you for that little ditty. Hobo billionaire. You brought, uh, you brought a smile to our faces. Dude, it, <laughs> I didn't get it till you just said that. That's hilarious. It's, I'm glad that I got it as we were recording. Because <laughs> I read it at first. And it, it, it's been a long day at work. I saw it when I was at work. I read it and I was like, what in the hell is happening? And like, <laughs> you when you read me. it straight faced, like not thinking anything about a song or lyrics or whatnot, yeah. I'm like, this oh, poor person. You text me and you go, we got a new review. It's strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the creativity. That's creativity, man. We got creative people around here. I love it. We need creativity this season because it's not on oh, the soccer absolutely. field. No. So, well, that's, what, that's what we're trying to do, man. We're trying to bring a bright spot here. We got people out here that, you know, loving the team, supporting the team. And uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> Look. It's, it's getting hard. It's peek, so sad. Peek behind the curtain. It's hard doing a fan podcast week after week when there's Ooh. not much to talk about. That's Now, granted, these last couple weeks, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit, I'm I'm getting a little bit inspired by by the offense. There's some progress being made, largely thanks oh, okay. to our two new signings. I'm just trying to give me give me something, give me some are, hope to cling to. Buddy, I need something. Like, <laughs> it's like you're in a Vegas hotel and your blackout curtains are down, but there's still a little light showing there's through. Just a little little peak of light, and it's in, you know. In Eric fact, that's Tommy, not that's not beneficial, by the way. That's just annoying. When right. you're trying to have blackout curtains. But right now, it's Eric, Tommy, and Willie Gata who are just giving me a little bit of ray of sunshine. Looking toward next yeah. year. Looking toward what could be a very potent attack in 2023. Just saying. Yeah. Now, the defense? This is a different story. Well, defense? 
You want to talk about defense? <laughs> what defense? <laughs> um, but, I mean, look, it's pretty clear. That, look, we, we said this was going to be a hard game. Austin's one of the better teams in the West this season. This was a road game. They've only lost twice on, uh, at home this year. And uh, we wasted no time as noted goal scorer Andre Ufantas came out of the gate hot. Um, we had every expectation <laughs> to get a loss. It's just the way we took the loss. Right. It was very upsetting. I, I was fully ready for a loss until halftime. I was like, oh, I don't want to lose now. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, um, the lineup is what it is at this point. We know sort of what to expect. You know, right. Tommy and Agata are going to be staples. It's pretty clear that... Agata is not only put his stake in the ground for being striker for the remainder of 2022, he's trying to make his case for 2023 even out of uh, after you know 11 million dollar Alan Polito comes back. He's not giving up that position lightly. Well, that's kind of what it looks like. I he's don't know. A... Uh, I mean, he's coming in hot, right? Because it's he hasn't been on this type of stage in a you know at all as a player, right? right? Right. I mean, so it's like, you know, he, he played in uh, Israel a little bit, which is a, a decent enough league. But yeah, it's not, I, I wouldn't say it's on the same level as MLS. So, three goals in four games for Willie Agata? I mean, that's, that's not bad. No, I'm, I'm not, bad I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, anti Kyrie Shelton, but Kyrie Shelton this year, zero goals in 18 games. Well, hey, we had a we had a thing from Greg at SM Archer on Twitter, and he said that Willie Agata has a case in starting over Polito. Polito can finish, but everything else, Willie might have the edge. Now, Hot takes, baby, getting warm. Uh, that's a that's a fiery take because I would say yes, Polito's finishing is fantastic. Polito does a lot more than finish. Polito is almost like a pseudo ten nine in the way he plays because he can drop deep and he is fantastic as a deep lying striker. Yeah, he's so, dropped deep as like a six sometimes. It's like, what's he doing? Right. He's deep in now. Yeah, he's he's way far back and his passing is great. So I think it's a little overstated, but this is a fantastic problem to have going sure. forward. Having two Absolutely. strikers who can be proven goal scorer, because I still believe Polito can be a 15 to 20 goal a year striker if he's healthy. And something to keep in mind, if he's healthy, obviously, is a big asterisk. But if Peter's correct, Alan Polito has not been healthy basically for two full seasons because he got injured when he went to Mexico pretty early on in his time with SKC. And right. so we might see an Alan Polito next year after he's had a full year to recover and after he's had surgery that we have not yet seen. So that's true. And I, I, you know, as much hate as Kyrie gets, I'd really like to see him stay on the team in like a backup winger role. Exactly. Um, I think you can really save some money with that to give Daniel and Johnny a break mm -hmm. uh, every now and then. So Kyrie coming off the bench as a right winger. No problem in my mind. Yeah, he can do that. He can use his body. He can create some uh, some space for people. As long as he is not your primary goal scoring option on the team. I think there's value in him. And people go, what about his salary? He makes 300 some odd thousand a year. In today's MLS, that's, that's not, not bad. Much. That's not bad at all. Is For a Shalou's solid bench player, Shalui, yeah, I think so. Somewhere it's around there. Somewhere around there. But, I mean, that's that's not bad. So, um, you kind of have to readjust your frame of mind. We're not talking like, you know, 2014, 2015 salaries. The, the, the salary cap has continued to expand. Um, that's that's a that's an okay 
you know, under the, the salary maximum signing. Absolutely. So we'll you know, you see. Hate to, yeah, I love the guy to death. I really do. Uh, I just think he's uh, got, got a bad rep right now, man, just as mm-hmm. a, <laughs> trying to score goals. So, And it's such a bummer because he's such a good dude. And, like, I think he could really be embraced by the fans. I think there have been some unfair expectations put on him. I think, honestly, he was put in an unfair position this year. Again, I'm not to say he's without any blame, but he was not set up for success this year even in the way that Willie Agata is, you know, and again, 100%, you put Willie Agata or Kyrie Shelton in front of me and say, who do you want at striker? 10 out of 10 times, I'm choosing Willie Agata right now. But oh, to yeah. have a midfielder in the vein of Eric Tommy who can get in there and help create, and, and the way he plays off of Johnny Russell and Daniel Shallowy or Marino Shanice or anybody who else is in there, it, it opens up so much more for the striker. And Agata's taking advantage, and, and that's what you got to do. So it's working out. I gotta do it. You know, it's a lot of <laughs> lot of wordplay here with that man's last name. There is, um, but you know, okay. So we knew that this was going to be a tough one. And as I said, if if you had money on Andre Ufanta scoring the first goal in this game, you probably made quite a bit of money because nobody would have expected that. Insane. It almost was Eric Tommy. I like this man kick, right? on set pieces. Yeah, he was just outside the box. It was a free kick. He blasts it right through the wall. The only thing is, it just happened to go right into the arms of uh, uh, Brad Stuver, the Austin goalkeeper. But he put so much power on it, Stuver couldn't pull it in, and it's uh, you not only had Fontas there, but you had Isi, who were right there on the rebound coming in. Fontas got a foot to it. He puts it into the back of the net. It's actually it's such a quick reaction between both him and Isi. You almost wonder if they were offside because nobody on Austin moved, but they weren't. They were onside, no. held on, just perfectly timed. And I don't uh, yeah. know how he doesn't blast that over the goal. <laughs> Pull a wando. He kind of put it up in the upper netting, and I'm like, dude, I'm blasting that thing off the crossbar or some shit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm saying we said last week when Johnny Russell missed the penalty kick, maybe we should have put Andre Fontes up there. Jokingly, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, maybe Andre Fontes should have taken that penalty kick. So it well, is always... It's like yeah. a second goal, right? I think so. Something and it's like always that. funny to me off these set pieces when nobody on the defense moves and they all in unison turn to the AR and put their arm up like, please, God. <laughs> yeah, it's just a please. <laughs> and I, it, dude, if I'm the referee, I'm going to be like, uh, yes, you, number eight. <laughs> Do you have a question? You got a question? <laughs> oh, you, yeah. You want to know how you messed up so badly and let the goal in? Oh, uh, well, you know, I guess you're going to have to look at the film. Dude, those referees have it so easy. They don't talk at all they just raise flags i not the job for me i'm gonna want to chatter back <laughs> if i'm getting an earful from peter vermees i'm gonna want to be like what do you want me to do about it what do you yeah <laughs> it's uh, done. i mean they do they do talk a little bit at times they'll they'll talk back to peter or they'll shake their head or whatnot but it's definitely the the, the job that i certainly don't want is the fourth official who has to hear it from both coaches all game they're yeah. the ones that are on the sideline and just get yelled at or i guess if you're uh Either Tottenham or Chelsea, you just ignore the fourth official and just have the coaches fight in a cage battle against each other. I dig that too. That's totally fine. Peter will, <laughs> he's no stranger to throwing yeah. words around and gestures, but. You saw the tough, uh, the Thomas Tuchel uh, Conti battle that happened this weekend in the Premier League? I don't think so, no. Okay, so Tottenham and, and Chelsea are playing each other, and uh, Chelsea w- was up 1 0. Tottenham gets a goal. It's controversial. Uh, 
Conti, who's the, the Tottenham head coach, used to coach Chelsea, and uh, Thomas Tuchel, who's now the manager of Chelsea, get right in each other's face, nose to nose. They're yelling at each other. It looks like they're about to fight because there was a controversial call and, and they get separated or whatnot. Well, then Chelsea goes ahead 2-1 and Tuchel runs down the field directly in front of Conti, like kind of taunting him out of his box, down the field. So like it's getting a little more heated. And then it's 2-1, stoppage time. There's a... Uh, uh, really a terrible penalty given to Tottenham. They get a penalty kick, they score, all sorts of controversy. It's a mess, it's a draw. And after the game, Conti tries to shake hands with Tuchel. They shake hands, Conti tries to walk away, Tuchel pulls him back, doesn't let him go. <laughs> they get nose to nose, start screaming at each other, pushing. Players come. Start making out. Pl- oh, no. <laughs> players start fighting with each other. There's a Chelsea player in the face of Conti. It's a whole big mess. And then after... Conti put up on his Instagram uh, a still of Tuchel running by him, and he goes, "If I would have seen you there, I probably would have tripped you." Jesus. I'm like, "This is like this is a coach of Tottenham Hotspur who's out there," and oh it just—it's a whole big mess. These, so. these Gen Z Premier League coaches and their Instagram—I tell you what—you <laughs> know, I when you think about Premier League, I, I, I would normally be excited to say that Sporting KC is the Man United of MLS, but yeah, uh, that's we are. We we can hear honestly that is not great. Yeah, at least we didn't lose four zero to Brentford. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we might. I don't know. It's it's yeah, not a great start for Man United. Not a great year for SKC. Uh, I'm just an Everton fan pretending that the EPL doesn't exist. So. That's. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so we go up one zero twelfth minute. You're like okay don't know it's obviously not going to end one zero you know we'll see what can happen i'm already Uh, bored of this game i'm already bored of this recap i hate this 23rd minute zussi fires a gorgeous pass to roger espinoza who takes a fantastic touch off his knee and fires a sublime shot that probably could have scored on its own i mean this i know he didn't score here it was saved by stuver i just want to give a shout out to roger because this is unreal oh yeah what he does a little more pace on it like he didn't hit it as hard as he probably wanted to but uh it's it's heading on frame it's absolutely heading on keeper's frame. got to get out there and get it stuver makes a good save it bounces off to the right and then there's willie agata and i do not know how he gets over there and turns his hips running directly toward the corner flag somehow gets his hips around and turns this thing back on target with just enough pace that Stuver can't get there, and it gets inside the near corner of the goal. Stuver ends up rolling over it on his face, and he gets stuck with his feet up in the air in the net, and it was my favorite thing I saw all night. It was, yeah, it was, it was unexplainable, really. I was like, how did, how did that go in? But he damn near <laughs> almost stopped that. He like, did. They got a good goalkeeper. The dude is good. He is good. Stuver's He's been really standing good. on his head all freaking year. And he's, literally he's really good yeah but just the quality of agata to be able to turn his hips and get that on frame running almost directly away like that was quality oh, so yeah. how come no one's dubbed any uh you know any music over that little face down ass up <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny that'd be good see i'm not i'm not good at the ticky talks guys i don't know what i'm doing the ticky talks yeah that's what when it's i called. think ticky talk i think of that the sticky Sticky tack. Remember that stuff in uh, elementary school yep. Yep. where you put up posters? I used to I used to steal that stuff and just like, like, like stick a little it putty stuff. Yeah, a little putty stuff. Pretty yeah. gross. 
Don't want to eat it. Pretty salty. What did you like more? Did you like that or did you like rubber cement? Because I always like taking the rubber cement, putting it between my fingers, rolling it into a little ball. Sure, rubber cement. You put you can put it on your fingers and kind of peel it off. Yeah. But uh, really, what a little you do bit. is you just smell it. So you, you get just high absolutely in inhale grade. it. <laughs> a little fourth grade high, and then you go to the bathroom and like throw wet paper towels at the ceiling and stuff. Yeah. It's a hell of a time. People are worried about marijuana as a gateway drug. I'm like, have you seen rubber cement? You seen rubber cement? Why did it make me flush the urinal so many times that it flooded the bathroom? The same generation. Cement. Our parents' generation that's like, you can't smoke weed. It's the devil's lettuce. It'll be a gateway drug. I'm like, you also <laughs> gave us smellable markers. Smellable markers. Yes. You see this black one? It's not black licorice. It's asshole. It smells so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Well, our 2-0 lead only lasted a few minutes because wouldn't she know it? Set piece, Austin sends one into the box, gets a free header. Thankfully, I think it was, uh, was it Tommy or or somebody? No, it was Roger, I think, who who saved it off the line. But then it's just mayhem in the box. It keeps bouncing around. And then John Gallagher fires one off the volley from the, uh, the top of the box through our entire defense. Uh, past uh, Pulse Camp and into the back of the net. And I have to say, um, every time Austin scores a goal and the lights go out and it turns green in that stadium, I am worried that somehow, like, a monster from the upside down is coming to get me. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, here's the bad deal. Later on in the game, some, the stream, like, froze on me. Oh, surprise, <laughs> surprise, a free stream that we are offered locally is not all that great. But I couldn't even get because I'm at a freaking Kansas City Monarchs <laughs> game and I'm on Wi-Fi. I'm off Wi-Fi. I'm trying every other way. I'm like, I literally see Sporting KC Stadium from where I'm sitting right now. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. You're not in the broadcast area. Joke's on you. They weren't playing at home. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, the uh, uh, what happened was it glitched on me. And then when it came back, it came back to a black and green screen. Yeah. And I was like, oh, great. And then you like heard the, the clock was, striking, and then Vecna yeah. showed up, and it was coming. It was like t- their final goal or whatever. It was like their final one, so it was devastating yeah. for the stream to come back to me that way. No, it's uh, I, I every time it happens. Vecna, listen to this guy. This guy's all up on the Stranger <laughs> Things and shit. What a good show. Um, the only other stadium that throws me in this way, I don't know if you're an NBA fan at all, really, but uh, so when the lights go green, it weirds me out. Every time I see a game at the the Brooklyn Nets arena their court i'm like what happened someone stole the color from the world because their court is not the normal color of a basketball court it's gray and it's got black lines and it literally looks like someone sucked all the color out of the stadium and it's just a black and white game that's happening it's very weird they could have put all that color and injected it into baylor's basketball court (laughs) where they got that freaking yellow nonsense that's hard to watch that's true that's true (laughs) so uh, 2-1 and then we all know um, 39th minute um, there's a penalty given um, a poor tackle uh, I think yeah. it's Eric Tommy who draws the, uh, the the penalty Tommy's all over everything um, did you see that Tommy or they were going to have Tommy take the penalty and he pulled Johnny over and handed him the ball he's like that's you're awesome. taking this that's like, awesome. he wasn't gonna, or Johnny wasn't going to take it I love that and I think Tommy was like, you're taking it. What, because you had one save last week? Make up for it right now. You're a penalty taker. I, yeah. I, what I've seen from the intangibles, the off-the-field stuff, from Willie Agata and from Eric Tommy, I'm like, these are two home run signings. I think so. Absolutely. Just the Because the, 
most goal scorers, most players, like you think about Dom Dwyer, like he'd grab that ball and he'd step up to it. And like, there's something to be said for that. But to have somebody, you know, a, a penalty taker like Johnny Russell, who in, in his MLS career, I don't believe had missed a penalty until that save last week, to have your new signing, who's been arguably your best player since he joined the team, turn around and say, nope, captain, mm-hmm. this is yours. I well, want there's you. There's something to be said for that too, because it's like, you know, that, that, that it, with penalties, there is kind of an unspoken agreement that you're the penalty taker until you miss or it's saved. And then, boom, mm-hmm. next guy up, right? Or normally there's two guys, and they'll alternate back and forth. Um, that's obviously not the case here. So there you no, go. No, I like it. And, uh, you know, Johnny's gone to his right just about every single time, and obviously Stuver kn- knew that because he dove, and Johnny's like, no, no, no. Yep. I'm going left. Going left. So. You thought you had me. 3-1, uh, and then the the game ended, right? It just ended 3-1, how, we won. How are and... you feeling at the half? I mean, you're like, <laughs> we had two different two-goal leads. Like, mm-hmm. what a great time. I just finished up watching, that's when Casey Current ended, right about halftime of sporting. I had it on my phone, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is, wow. Casey Current kind of winning the thing at the death like that with a hell of a goal from that, uh, that French gal uh, mm-hmm. that we signed. I'm blanking but, on her uh, name, yeah. Yeah, I mean, more power to you. <laughs> but then I'm like, wow, dude, this is what a great weekend this is shaping up to be. Yeah. We've heard this story before. Like it's it's not done. It's not done, all right? We we like to we like to make things fun and interesting for other people. Yeah. Claire Lavoger. Oh, good. Zootype. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I I'm at the Kansas City Monarchs game, right? We were at a work event, so oh, I was there. I couldn't priorities. watch Absolutely. <laughs> I couldn't watch the game. It's the first time I worked. They bought tickets for us to go to see the Kansas City Monarchs. It was a was family there even event. A cool giveaway. Uh, they did a Twinkie toss. Stop! What is happening? <laughs> they had. What is that? They gave boxes of Twinkies to all the people up in the the level above us, and they said okay, and then they just started throwing Twinkies down to us below, and then we got Twinkies. Oh, just free Twinkies. Just free Twinkies. Did you eat it there? I absolutely ate a Twinkie. Oh, it was the first time I ate a Twinkie God. in probably twenty years. I was well. It's probably been sitting in that box for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they did the Twinkie toss. Uh, there was the condiment race. A little bit of controversy because the pickle fell right at the finish line. So oh, ketchup wow. ended Hartzel, up winning. Hartzell style. Yeah, and uh, and then they had this guy named the Amazing Tyler who just balances shit on his face. Oh shit, that sounds amazing. So he would just go down there and he starts with like a baseball bat, and you're like, okay, that's that's cool. But I think if I practiced enough, I could I could balance a baseball bat on my on my chin or whatnot. Like you know, you it's could, it's, what? it's hard. I, but I was like, I think it's cool. Well, then he balances a freaking ironing board while doing okay. the whip and the nene dancing. I'm like, okay, I can't do that. And then this dude the dance or the ironing board. The, <laughs> then this <laughs> dude goes out into the stands and he's like, anything that's not a human, just give it to me and I'll balance it. So people start You're like, giving my him, girlfriend. My girlfriend. <laughs> people are giving him cell phones. They're giving him sunglasses. This one dude holds up a full ass child stroller. He's what? like, do this. The guy's like, challenge accepted. So he walks up, <laughs> picks up the stroller, turns it upside down so the wheels are in the air, finds the balance point from like one of the handles. Puts this huge ass stroller up in the air on his face, lets his lets his arms go off, and is just standing there balancing a stroller on his face in the air. <laughs> so not some cheap ass small foldable no. stroller. You're talking about the deluxe one, exactly. where you gotta like 
get all in the ele- escalator all chunky like and and it's got the back. storage and the double rugged oh, wheels yeah. and the, you, the canopy pouches on the back kangaroo uh-huh. style he balanced this up. whole thing on his face and the babies didn't fall out at all. <laughs> it was like a roller coaster. They were just strapped in, ready to go. Uh, and then he did like beer. Like it was cool. So uh, okay. Monarchs, I'm, I'm pretty. Sporting's listening to this shit. Fix your halftime entertainment. And I'm by saying... that, I mean get some halftime entertainment. It was cool. That like it kind of felt like old timey. Like we were close to the field and, and, and it was just a, we a need good, magicians. good time. Halftime magicians. Mm-hmm. How hard would that be to do a 10-minute magic show? <laughs> Not close-up magic. I'm talking like freaking disappearing. You want to make like a card disappear on the field? No, or, or the, you're in a box and smoke fills the box and boom, you're gone. Show over. Yeah. You know what I mean? That sounds... Didn't, uh, didn't a magician like announce uh, a team's roster like that one time? They, he just made them all appear in some smoking box in Europe? Was it? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. You remember? I didn't see that, no. Sounds like something He's the Las Vegas legit. lights would have done. That sounds, yeah, Chris Angel style, just <laughs> showing up and then he does David that. David Copperfield. <laughs> David Blaine face, you know, just, yeah. oh my God, dude. So, no, so the, the Monarchs game was fun. But it I'm following, I'm following along on my phone. I'm like, oh, wow, we're up 1-0. Oh, wow, we're up 2-0. Okay, well, down 2-1. Oh, penalty. Okay, 3-1. It's halftime. Life I'm literally, is good. I'm sitting there being like, this is great. It's 3-1. Uh, I'm watching the Monarchs game. We're getting ready to leave. I was like, yeah, I'll check in when I get home. I did have a moment where I was like, if any team could blow a 3-1 lead, it's this team, but we're probably We have not done that yet. We haven't blown a two-goal lead all year. Right. So I'm thinking we're probably good. And then I go, we drive home. I pick up my dog. I get to to my house. I pull in my garage. I open up my door. I pull out my phone because we had Austin people that were tweeting at us the entire night. And then suddenly they stopped when we were up 3-1. I'm like, oh, let me see if they're tweeting at us now. And I look at the score and I'm like, what the hell happened? I immediately texted you. It was over, right? It was over. It was 4-3. I'm like, this is not how it was supposed to go. Not good, man. I do love... You just gave us step-by-step step on how you get into your house. <laughs> you got in my garage. The garage door code is 1296. <laughs> I just, the thing that's so annoying about these goals that we keep giving up is they are all set-piece goals. They are set-piece yeah. goals. They are loose balls that we cannot clear in the box. It is lazy defending. The only oh, one that Eric's. was a goal from the run of play was the last one in the freaking 94th minute of a 10-minute stoppage time. And But, like, these other ones, I'm just... And Peter said it himself. He's like, this is just lazy defending. And it's not... In this case, with the set-pieces, it's not even just necessarily the back line. It's everybody. They just lose their concentration. And that is the theme of 2022. Losing concentration and giving up set-piece goals. It's incredibly upsetting, man. It's... uh. I don't know how that happens. It's like almost it's almost like everyone's just like, "Oh, the guy next to me will will take care of that." Mhm. No, I don't, I don't, I'm good. I can take off this play. He's going to block him out, you know. Every single goal they scored almost based on how it was done with the loose balls and everything. Like I kind of just want to make like a supercut of all of the Austin <laughs> FC goals that they scored in the second half, like turn it up to like four times speed and just play yakety sax in the background. Exactly. Like that's what it felt like. And I'm just like, what is happening? It's rough, dude. Really got our hopes up though. You know, it just felt so good. And a common theme 
throughout the game, and I get it, dude. Bucati's got to do his job. Jacob Peterson, they got to write the storylines. And the storyline for Austin's season is that they have the most points from a losing position. Mm -hmm. They like to come back in games. They do it. They get it done. And I'm just like, oh, Nathan, please stop this. Stop spinning this narrative. <laughs> and I'm like, but he has to. He has to say Spoken it. It's reality. factual. And then, boom, it happened. And I'm like, why wouldn't it happen? This is who they are. This is what they're good at doing. Right. Kudos. We still haven't won there. It was 100 goddamn degrees down there for some reason. Mm -hmm. Like, that sounds miserable for all parties involved. Yeah. But we no, trained it in it, too. It's been hot here for a few weeks, except today it was, like, freezing. But <laughs> freaking Austin, Austin trains in very hot weather. Right. So I just, I don't know. I, I saw some people, you know, we even had a, a, a tweet um, from someone who said, uh, you know, Mitchell Dimer, Pulse Camp looks really green, great experience for the future, but we need Tim back. Um, and then Greg said. I'm, I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that. Well, sure. And Greg said, my optimism for Pulse Camp is trending in the wrong direction. Here's what I'll say. Those goals in the second half, I don't put those on Pulse Camp. What is he supposed to do? The ball's bouncing around like a pinball. He's going back and forth trying to make sure he's in position. And then you end up with just sure. suddenly a ball out of nowhere. But, like, there's only so much a keeper can do in that. Like, he's clearing the ball the best he can, and the defense isn't getting it out of there. Well, and that first goal seems like maybe he could have got that. I don't know. I maybe. don't know much about on that near post. positioning. Yeah. But Melia's still hurt, and I don't think we're going to see him anytime soon. Yeah, I think so, but I don't know. Just, it's... All we can do is look forward to Retro Night this weekend, and that's always an exciting night with the programming they do up there, the, the flashback videos, the merch. For one, everyone wants to get their hands on merch, but it's, uh, it's, exci it's going to be exciting. The music, it'll be fun. Yeah, I think so. Retro Night's always fun. It's against Portland. Um, well, Portland, by the way. Them. Well, They're not good either. They just had another uh, Oregonian article that came out detailing more um, workplace misconduct, basically. And, and it just right. continues to come out, whether this one didn't describe sexual assault necessarily, but they have their uh, Andy Polo domestic violence uh, debacle that they didn't handle well. There's a sexual harassment um, from the previous Portland Thorns coach that they sort of kind of didn't really handle well. Um, that general manager, he's no longer working with the Thorns, but he's still with the Timbers organization. Uh, now you have more allegations of workplace misconduct by uh, people on the business side of things that report up directly to Merritt Paulson. The Timbers and Thorns organizations are a hot mess and in the worst possible way. And MLS probably needs to step in and do something, sanction Merritt Paulson, make him uncomfortable enough until he sells the team, make them get rid of Gavin Wilkinson, make them get rid of anybody who continues to mistreat employees, uh, both male and female, but largely female employees in the front office, because this is a repeated problem. And Merritt Paulson, who used to be on Twitter all the time, deletes his Twitter account. Isn't yeah. that weird? Imagine that. So Kind of a coward's way out, but... Uh... Bad deal, man. And their their product on the field is not that great either. No. So it's uh they could very much miss the playoffs, just like yeah. we most likely will. Mm -hmm. Um, at so maybe there's no better team for us to be playing on Retro Night. Yeah, could be. Um, you know, at this point, the only thing we're playing for is to not win the wooden spoon. So, and I, dude, I'm at this point, I'm fine celebrating not getting last place. That sounds. That sounds tight. That it's sounds fantastic. Like, it's like uh, last season when Everton finally beat Crystal Palace and we're safe from relegation and everybody stormed the field because we weren't going <laughs> to go.
go down a league. Well, <laughs> Portland's, <come, laughs> Portland's going to come hot, though. I mean, they're they are. they're right outside the playoff line, so they know what's at stake in, mm-hmm. a, in a late August competition. You know what I mean? So, Well, here's uh, the thing. There's got to be some personal pride in this game for Kansas City because do you remember what happened last time we played Portland? Uh, yes. In May? It was the 7-2 to debacle. Where they scored like five oh, goals in a matter yes. of what, like 15 minutes or something that like that. That was not a good time. I do remember this. That was when the team just gave up. And, and that was like, that was back in May, May 14th, where things were still, you know, we were obviously not doing great, but we were still like, there's time to turn this around. And, and it was that, that was a moment where I was like, ah, I don't know. If this that team can game, let that happen, this, this might not be good. Was that just in May? That seems it feels so long ago. It's been eighty four years. <laughs> it's been so long, and uh, I don't know, man. I I, I got to tell you guys, if you're not on the Casey Current train, what is going on with you? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, it, if you want to watch some good soccer, you got to watch Casey Current. Dude, so. Levanta played out of her mind last week. She's great. Just hell of a game. She's great. So. Uh, really excited, uh, but yeah, definitely time for Sporting KC to really step up and, uh, and not yeah. get last place. <laughs> not, not get last place. This wooden spoon thing, by the way, I, I was kind of late to the party. I think when that was all introduced, and it's not it's not a real thing, right? It's just something with fans and whatnot. They and media, they just kind of joke about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's like an actual like trophy right. that it, you're given for. We're not gonna have a presentation or anything. No. I mean, my mom used to beat me with a wooden spoon, so it's I'm, it's a little scary for me. I'm kind of like, uh, can we get a different trophy? Were you the little kid be... who would turn around and be like, that didn't hurt? And you're like, oh, you shouldn't have said that. I was the kid who was told to come down and get a spanking after my bath or shower, and I put on about 10 <laughs> pairs of underwear. You come so down my ass... full helmet? Yeah, so my ass just looked like freaking Uncle Phil's over here. Just big, big old butt. <laughs> And I come downstairs and I, I get my whipping, which looking back on it, it's like, wow, what an abusive childhood. But, <laughs> and then I, I like try to fake cry. My brother did it with me. We're like fake crying. And she's like, are you laughing? No, it hurts so bad. Ah. <laughs> okay. So you, you tried to do it the smart way. A little bit. I do. I'd get the soap and start crying, blowing bubbles and shit. It, you know, sad deal. Yeah. I had, had to bite a bar of soap one time. That was pretty oh, rough. From cursing? Uh, couldn't tell you. Could be talking back. Could have been anything. Don't know. <laughs> had my I flipped my brother off one time. Had my middle finger bent back. Ah, <laughs> gotta break, ah mom, you gotta break it. <laughs> Anyone on here that knows my mom is like, wow, I don't like this lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, yeah, you know, I don't you gotta think come I with that stuff. You got to put it out there yeah. and mend. You know, hey, I go to therapy just about every week. So yeah, absolutely. You're like, oh, my parents beat me with the toaster one time. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> This is rough. Um, yeah, I just hope we come back and beat Portland. Yeah, it'd be it'd be, <laughs> it'd be a necessity at this point. Yeah, uh, you know, looking at a little rain this weekend shouldn't be too bad. But milder weather, man. There is no excuse to ha- have a bad game in in eighty degree weather. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, let's get to some questions that we have here because sure. we have quite a bit. Uh, Kev Mendo. Sure, you want me to talk more about uh, abuse? <laughs> I mean, hey, if, you want, if it's therapeutic, <laughs> whatever helps you. Nah, I'm all okay. about it. Um, <laughs> Kev Mendo says, this has to rank pretty highly on the metaphorical kick to the crotch scale when it comes to regular season games. Right up there with all the stoppage time losses and draws, maybe a hair behind the decision day screw job last year. Yeah. 
screw John. Ke- Kev Mendo, he's a big wrestling fan, isn't he? I think so, yeah. Is that? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like think... that he's coming up with the cut. He's got the decision day screw job. He's got the kick to the crotch scale. You know, there's there's some potential here. Yeah. Uh, he didn't. He's not even local, I don't think, is he? I think he lives on the West oh, Coast goodness. somewhere. But the, I don't uh, remember. It's, it's, it does rank up there, man. Washington. This, yep. After, after that game, dude, I was thinking about it uh, even up until Monday. I was like, I have not had a game all year that affected me like this. I just, I haven't cared. I've been like, cool, we lost. Cool, we won. But this, this one hurt so bad. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and it, obviously we weren't going to go anywhere, but it was just like, oh, I just want, I, Austin, they're my least favorite fan base right now, and I just want to beat them. But, yeah. Kevin Lopez, SKC Fan TV, he goes, what did you guys do immediately after the Austin FC comeback? I turned off notifications and went to sleep. <laughs> which is probably the, the best thing to do honestly kevin right yeah i see i see kevin is cordial with uh some austin fans on twitter and i'm like you better stop that kevin we don't we don't do that we, we don't ignore them acknowledge now. them we live rent free in their head apparently because even as of yesterday they were still tweeting at us about this game three days yesterday? later yeah these so. people i swear wow why are you so obsessed with us? <laughs> it's my gorgeous, it's my gorgeous hair. Yeah, it, it's what they they do this every year and just go on until. Do they do it with any other team? Probably not. I engaged with them a little bit last year, but I haven't really did. done it this year at all, and they're still coming at us. It was last year. You went in pretty hard on them. I did, and it was kind of like I was like, "All right, Jimmy's getting it and backing it up with facts," but uh, we're gonna lose. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Gooden says, am I the only one who did not like the announcers really homers? So I guess he's talking about Nate and Jacob. And uh, Daniel, I'm going to have to say... They are homers. Well, they're paid by the team. So there's that. But honestly, I like Nate and Jacob. I think, look, when you're getting local sports broadcasts across any league, any sport, no matter what, when you're getting the local announcers... We're affiliated with the club. They're going to be homers in some way. And there are some that are on the super homer scale. And then there are others. I actually think Nate and Jacob are closer to the objective uh, side of the scale than the super homer thing. Sure. Are they going to have a biased, conscious, or unconscious towards Sporting Kansas City? Yes. Do they have some takes sometimes that are maybe uh, through the lens of Sporting Kansas City? Yes. But I'm not going to sit there and say that I think Nate and Jacob are like unfair homers for Sporting KC because I don't think that's the case. I bet he's not talking about them. Uh, when you click on his profile, he's in Iowa, so I bet he got the Austin broadcast. Oh, that could be. Now I have. Well, heard, that's they're probably terrible homers. I have heard the Austin <laughs> guys uh, being terrible homers. I have. Okay. Well, they're no Nate and Jacob. So yeah, I I don't know. I did not hear them that evening, but yeah, surely he wouldn't be talking about Nate. Because I mean, am I wrong, no Daniel? I uh, I think Nate and Jacob do a, a pretty good job of of, of you know obviously giving their nods to Sporting Kansas City, and that's the team they know and are, are most closely affiliated with. But I, I don't – granted, I'm a Sporting Kansas City fan, so myself, I look at it through SKC glasses, but I don't think Nate and Jacob are unfairly homeristic. No, I think they do all right. Um, Nate knows. Nate's been in the game for a while. Mm-hmm. Connor Bateman says, if we can avoid starting sweat on Sunday, that should save us a goal or two. I really <laughs> hope they rebuild the back line this offseason. Just inexpensive inexcusable giving up the lead against Austin like that look great against LA then back to looking normal against Austin uh Bad yeah deal, man yeah agreed on all all counts 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, Mitchell Dimer, he said Fontas out. He, that Pulse Camp is really green take he had. Uh, Eric Tommy and Willie Agata are making us look like a football team again, he says. And then uh, what will the front line look like when Allen and Gotti return with Eric and Willie? And, uh, you know, that's a great question. And it's a good problem to have. And I'm glad I'm hey, not the one who has to answer it. Dude, Tommy might still start over, uh, you know, uh, Kinda. Gotti you know, Kinda. and it's, uh, I, I would love, love for them to find a spot for both of them. Mm -hmm. in that midfield mm -hmm. like that would be legit i think there will be creative ways to get a combination of all these players in the field and in, in some ways maybe we see a little bit of formation changes at times maybe not Blasphemy. but worst case you got two quality starting caliber strikers and two quality starting caliber midfielders uh both of whom can also play on the wings that, yeah. that makes it a lot more room for rotation in the attack than we had this year because we didn't really have much in terms of rotation for the attack. Hopefully, Marino Janis uh, continues to come along. You know, there's going to be a, a, a great number of options, assuming mm -hmm. Daniel Shallowy signs a contract to come back to Sporting KC next year. True, so, true. And, we'll see. And ben Sweat, man. Yeah, I really hope Ben Sweat comes back next year, too. Oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Hennessy. You kind of alluded to this. Who is sadder? SKC fans or Man United fans? <laughs> <laughs> I would assume probably Man United fans. They're not used to this. They haven't been like winning the league caliber the last few years, but they're right. not, they've never. This is like the first time in however many decades they've been literally bottom of the table. They've rarely dropped out of like top five. I mean, it's they're always right there in the conversation. Yeah. You know, a bad year for Man United is like finishing sixth and being in the Europa League. And I'm over here, Everton, and I'm, our best seasons like we finished seventh and we made it to the quarterfinals of the Europa League one time. <laughs> hey, that's crazy. And now you're like, if the if the season ended today, Man United gets relegated. Like that's right. just. It's, I mean, it's what, three games into the season? So yeah, two or they three, will correct like it, but it's, you know, not great. All right, and then I have uh, the hot take of the hot takes, I think. Uh oh From break to fourth wall, he says, Shallowy is the most overrated sporting player on the field, Whoa. and he also never gets criticism for failing to defend and failing to make it make runs, but for some reason, it's rose-colored glasses with the coach and the fans. Whoa. So, and then somebody, Joe uh, Joe Gray, tried to come in. And he goes, Joe coming in hot. You say this less than 100 minutes since he intercepted a back pass and put it in the net. And that was a fantastic effort play by Shallowy. Good point yeah, by Joe. This is like watching like a, a, a boxing sparring match on Twitter. Because oh, then God, yeah. break to fourth wall came back. You mean the 500 minutes uh, that he sat on the field missing opportunity after opportunity, including a PK. And you want me to jump for joy when he does one thing right, but he hasn't done all year. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for proving my point. Enjoy the rose-colored glasses. And I'm like, ooh. Oh, shit. So here's, here's, here's what I'll say. Do I think Daniel Shallowy is overrated? No, I do not. Do I think that he um, is inconsistent at times? Yes, I do. But every mm -hmm. soccer player goes through some inconsistencies. Um, you cannot hold him... Yeah, I I appreciate the stat backup photo. I appreciate the stat photo. He does, photo. but look at 2021 last year. Sure. That yes, was sure, buddy. 16 was, goals in 32 games. 2020 I was 20 pounds lighter last year, too, but I'm not singing the praises. You know what I mean? 2020 was a weird year. 2019, the wheels fell off for everybody. In 2018, he had 14 goals in 33 games. Shallowy, the potential is there. The, the, the offense for everybody this year? has been absolute dog shit until Eric Tommy and Willie Agata came here. We have had oh, no oh midfield creativity 
to get the ball to Johnny Russell or Daniel Shalaby. So I think if you're trying to say, well, he didn't score in 500 straight minutes this year, so he's overrated. The team in general didn't score for 500 straight minutes this year. That's not all on Daniel Shalaby. So I do appreciate uh, both takes, though. I see how it's like, okay, let's hold on. He hasn't done anything this year. You know what I mean? That's true. He hasn't. But there's, I mean, but he's not, he's not a trash player. I'm, the whole I team hasn't. That. Yeah. It's not all on Daniel Shalaby. I mean, he, he's making $500,000 a year. That's under um, what, what uh, the, the league maximum is for a, you know, a regular roster player. That's, again, for a starting caliber player, that's not bad. He's got that potential. Um, I don't think he's lazy. I do think he tracks back sometimes. Um, it also is, it, it depends who's there and what he's asked to do. Uh, but I, I like Daniel Shalloway. I'd like to see him back. I'd like to have some competition on that left wing between him and John East and maybe even Eric Tommy. But I think he does better when he's pushed a little more, and I think he'll get pushed more if he comes back next year. So, But I do appreciate the question and the take, and everybody's obviously entitled to their opinions. And he has some stats to, to, to make his argument, which I appreciate. So at least he wasn't just saying something crazy and had no evidence to back it up. But, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. So... Man, you guys, if you're getting sad of all this, you know, sporting content on Twitter, I got, I got so many uh, uh, dog Twitter handles you can follow that uh, just it just blows up your timeline with the cutest content you've ever seen. You got any examples for our good listeners? Oh, I don't know. You know, a lot of them aren't even ones that I follow. It's clearly because I, because I stop to like look at things that they're like this person likes pet videos here's some here's some more and it's like whoa i do not follow right. this <laughs> yeah no i hear you i That's get a lot of uh my tiktok algorithms a lot of cat and dog videos right now because those are the ones that i'm stopping and trying to take a break from the world with yeah so. <laughs> anywho man i think that's about all i got for this week is that, it? Is that yeah. all you gotta oh uh, well here i'm gonna end this five minutes ago as of this recording uh i'm gonna i'm gonna end on this tweet um, which I think you'll appreciate. Where's uh, this you, coming from? You, oh, I just saw this. Someone sent this to me. This is uh, not Sporting KC related, but uh, you know, you're a, you're a fan of uh, of Manchester United. You I would guess. say, right? Not really. <laughs> I, try, I try to be. Yeah. Do you uh, have you heard of uh, somebody known as Elon Musk? I've I've heard of this person. He tweeted, uh, unprompted and inexplicably, quote. Also, I'm buying Manchester United. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. And you all get self-driving cars that will chop your heads off. Yeah. So That happens, by the way. You know this? I mean, Are you aware I, of this? I'm not getting a self-driving car from, uh, from Mr. Elon. Like, dude, they have lifts in Vegas right now that can pick you up and they're driverless. And I'm like, okay, well, if we just lay down in the back seat... And and not get chopped in half, you know what I mean? Then I'll feel safe. <laughs> but like, so, good lord. Yeah. Well, there you go. If uh, Manchester United fans weren't more sad than SKC fans, right. they probably are now. Okay. Well, because his Twitter purchase went real well, so there you yeah. go. Well, he'll probably try to buy them and then tank their stock and then create a lawsuit and then blame somebody else for it because that's what he does. Oh my lord! He's like the guy. Uh, he's like the guy who says like, "I'm gonna do it." I'm going to get in shape starting Monday. <laughs> nope. Next yeah. Monday, actually next Monday. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to commit. I'm going to get some dumbbells. 
Anywho, I think uh, I think that's all we got for this week, right? Dude, I guess. I mean, you got Retro Night coming, and uh, I, that's that's a bright spot right now. I'm excited, and I don't know if they'll do an original uh, jersey with sporting style like they have in past years, but last yeah. year they did not, yeah. which was uh, a little upsetting, I guess, creatively. Right. But, uh, we'll, we'll have to see. Well, thank you all so much for listening, even though it was a sucky game for us to recap this week. But uh, make sure you leave us that five-star uh, rating and review. Uh, if you uh, put your review to songs, we'll try our best to figure out what it is and hopefully get it before we start recording. Uh, but do it on Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave us that rating on Spotify. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at DanCoozer, at JCMax03. Uh, shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. And uh, check out that merch store, bit.ly.com slash NoOtherPod. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Oh, no. We suck again. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.